Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gonstead Chiropractic and Wellness Show. I'm Dr. Tyler Hackbart. And Dr. Daryl Hackbart. And today's episode is going to be about why infants need chiropractic. Hmm. Well, they have a spine. That is true. They do have a spine. They have nerves. They do. (laughs) And that's what we're trained to do is take care of spines and improve the nervous system that comes out of that spine. And so it was kind of interesting. There was a doc in Australia that... uh, kind of got in trouble because he was taking care of so many kids. Dr. Ian. Dr. Ian. And, Good Gonstead doc. Uh, yeah, he's a great Gonstead doc, and he was helping these people, And but uh, the media got a hold of it and kind of freaked people out and, and everything. So, But my colleagues and I were talking about it. They have a spine, mm-hmm. and we're trained to take care of spines and improve alignment and improve nervous system function coming out of that spine so it doesn't matter how big they are you know we take care of really little people and we take care of really big people and one of the most traumatic things that people go through is birth Mm -hmm. everybody goes through birth and for the mom and the baby yeah and the mom and the baby that's right and um like the baby um it used to be that uh, we read studies that uh the average baby, when they pull the baby out, is pulls, I can't remember, what is the weight? About 60 pounds of pressure. Yeah, 60 pounds of pressure, which is... Pulling on the head. Pulling on the head, probably the with a little out. bit of a twist to get the shoulders out. So that's a major trauma, and they don't really have any muscle tone whatsoever at that point. So we'll see a lot of kids will have misalignment in their necks, let alone the rest of the bodies when we first check them. Which is huge for them because that you think about that top of the neck area there's so much delicate tissue up there right where the the neck meets the skull that's where the brainstem sits so vital functions respiratory function lung capacity healing rest um, sleep digestion that's all a lot of that comes from that top of the neck area so when you start to pull on the head that's a really delicate area Mm -hmm. Um, but it's it's not handled very well a lot of times and so it, it doesn't matter if it's a a natural delivery or if it's a c-section or whatever it may be they're usually using that head as a lever um, and may even use tools sometimes like a, a vacuum or forceps or whatever which is even worse yeah um, but there's there's a lot of trauma that these little kids go through and you think about the environment that they're in to start in the mother's womb for nine months growing and developing in this nice calm environment and all of a sudden boom they're introduced to this hectic chaotic stressful environment people poking and prodding them pulling on their head and all of a sudden it's like this whole new environment that they're exposed to and they're having to try and adapt to that right and huge temperature change and from a water environment to air and and from breathing to i mean it just is major changes in that baby's life and um so there's a lot of stress and stress has its effects on our bodies and has its effects on the on the spine and the nervous system. So so what is it about our bodies, you know, why would a baby need to be checked that early if they go through trauma? Um, how does that connect to what we're doing 
and I want you to talk a little bit about this too, is, is what is it that helps that baby adapt to this new world? So a free nervous system is, is huge on, on any kind of adaptation. You know, um, if you take somebody, we talked about human performance here the last couple podcasts, and if it's going to reduce human performance, you take a baby and all the new things it has to try to learn, and it's, it's adapting to a new environment and a new way of life. If that nervous system is inhibited in any way, they're just not going to be able to adapt. So that might mean immunity. All of a sudden they have to fight off bacteria and viruses. It might mean just breathing. And, and uh, you know, we'll take kids. It's amazing. Like, we'll check a baby. And just the simple thing of, of holding that baby up with them facing away from you, and you'll see the head tilted. Mm-hmm. And I'll say something to the mom, you know, have you noticed that? Yeah, the doctor said that's normal. Well, his head is flat on one side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, you know, they might only be two weeks old and they can't, you, you lean them one way and you lead them the other way. And the one way they can't even, they get their head straight. They can't yeah. even lean it over there. And the yeah. other way it flops way over. And the doctor says that's normal. Right. That's not normal. It's because they're not showing signs of, of pain maybe, or they're, you know, whatever it may be. But, you know, they obviously can't turn their head. They're leaning it to one side. So all of a sudden the baby's head starts to flatten on that side and they wonder okay what what's going on here? yeah yeah and you know not only that but they um you know the baby might be fussy or it just doesn't seem to want to nurse very well mm-hmm. well it could just be something so simple as their neck hurts mm-hmm. you know the baby can't talk um it can be the whole suckling mechanism might, might not be working but it could just be the kids in pain when you lay them on one side mm-hmm. and they just don't nurse mm-hmm. that way and uh, so we'll see that a lot with all well, adjust the baby, and the mom says, boy, you know, he's been eating a lot better, and he's been uh, digesting, he's been pooping a lot more, and that's another thing. They'll come in and say, we'll ask him how often do they have a bowel movement. They should have one a day at least. At least, if not multiple. And uh, they'll say, well, it's been three, four days, but the doctor says that's normal. Mm-hmm. Well, it's crazy. No, it's not normal. Right. It might be common, but it's not normal. Right. Yeah, and there, there's a lot to be said about just, clearing the nerve system and how well that baby can adapt and how quickly that that baby can adapt to the, the environment that they're in. Um, a lot of that, uh, like the nursing and, and having trouble nursing on each uh, one side versus the other, uh, that brainstem area, again, there's a lot of delicate muscles up there that that baby is trying to learn how to use when they're nursing and suckling. And when they don't have the right coordination, it makes it harder for them. And when they, if they're not comfortable, you know, how, how would you like eating with your head leaning to the side? You mm-hmm. know, we, we don't do it now because obviously adults, we eat upright. But you put yourself in a, in a bad position and try to do something natural. It just doesn't work like that. Um, but it, as far as the, those muscles, the nerve supply comes from that upper neck. So when there's pressure there, if there's a misaligned vertebra and it's pressure on that nerve and it's not allowing the impulses to come through that that area to those muscles in the, in the mouth and the tongue and everything, that baby's going to have a hard time eating. And so we want the baby to be nourished. Obviously, they need to start gaining weight after they, they are born. Sometimes they drop weight right away, and then they start to gain as they start to eat and whatnot. And, you know, there's a lot of different signs that you can look for. The baby's not going to tell you with words, obviously. They're, they may cry, but there's not a whole lot that they're going to tell you. So you have to really observe an mm-hmm. infant to understand if there's something abnormal but you also need to know what normal is right a lot of times people haven't even had a full view of what normal in today's day and age what a normal 
infant should act like, what they should be like. Right, and so one we hit on was the bowel movements. That's that's a big one. They should have at least one a day, and um, none of that once every other day type of thing. They're they're digesting and, and changing and growing a lot, so they're going to go through a lot of waste product. So that's important because if they're not getting rid of waste, then it, it's going to cause other issues. It might cause breathing issues or digestive issues, or they might be you know, colicky even, that type of thing. And colic is an interesting one. Uh, you know, the baby cries and is trying to tell the parents something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different possible causes of that. Um, but the other thing is um, the baby should be sleeping. Mm-hmm. And if the baby's not sleeping, they're uncomfortable. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have these parents come in and says, my baby just cries all the time and they're not sleeping. You know, they might sleep an hour and they're back up. And they sleep another two hours and they're back up. And they're just, they're up almost all day long and all night long. And something's wrong, mm-hmm. you know. And you got to figure out, again, the why. What's the cause of that? You don't you know, try to pamper them or give them a drug or something like that, you got to figure out the why. And it's crazy when you find out the why on a little baby, it's quick usually. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to hunt for it. You know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where sometimes you don't find it on the first adjustment, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to hunt and, and really study the baby's back and their, how they're carrying themselves and how the, um, the motion of everything is. Another thing is the skin. A skin can be a really big clue on um, if that baby's healthy or not. We've had kids that have had um, issues with jaundice, and after an adjustment in the the middle back, I, I've seen that where all of a sudden the next day their color's back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's crazy. But that was actually with Drake. You know, they were wanting to check him multiple times that next week after he was born because of jaundice, and I adjusted him. And I can't remember exactly what segment it was. I do remember it was in his lower middle back. And uh, the next appointment we went in, I think it was the next day, we went in and he was like, what did you do? And it's like, well, they adjusted him. him. (laughs) You know, you're almost nervous to say that to an MD because they're like, how could that ever be connected? Mm -hmm. You know, they don't understand that. But when the nerve system is impeded, and it's not getting full life force from the brain out to the organ systems that help clear that jaundice, obviously there's going to be some problems there. Well, again, the jaundice is probably a liver function. The mm-hmm. liver isn't isn't eliminating bilirubin. And so if you adjust something in that middle back and it improves the nerve supply to the liver, well, what do you know? The liver is going to work at a higher mm-hmm. capacity. Yeah. And it's not like we're treating it with a, a drug or this or that, you know, or just clearing the nerve system and just letting the body do what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's normal for the jaundice not to be there. So if it's there, you got to find out why. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. It's there. Just like colic. Colic is, could be, like you said, a combination of different things. But if the bowel's not working, the liver's not working, the stomach's not digesting food very well, they're not nursing well, they're uncomfortable, all those things combined can add to it. So mm-hmm. a lot of times you see colic babies, they arch their backs, they're really fussy, they don't sleep well, they're always uncomfortable, their head's always hanging to one side. There's all kinds of things that you can kind of cue into and look for, but... Man, what are, with all the to the chiropractic students out there, so what where are some of the different places you've helped kids with colic? What are some of the different oh, as far as where have I adjusted? Where have you adjusted? I've helped helped a colic baby with an atlas adjustment. I've helped a colic baby with an L five adjustment, which is in the lower back. Um I've had I've had some where it's in the middle back. So it really doesn't I mean you can't really prescribe an adjustment for colic it's basically just wherever there's pressure on the nerve system right the baby the baby is communicating distress and that's a classic example where you can't give a drug or do you can't do a mechanistic approach to that because that symptom could be caused from a lot of different places mm-hmm. you know it can be caused from digestion it can be caused from maybe the kids having headaches maybe the kids bowel isn't working maybe Whatever it is, you can find it anywhere. And I, I think with colic through the years, I, it's probably been best about almost every vertebra I've adjusted to help colic through the years. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of different places and a lot of different reasons. But I've always found if you just palpate a baby, just take your finger and just gl- slowly go up to each vertebra, that baby will tell you pretty quickly which one's mm-hmm. sore. It's pretty obvious. They'll kind of jump or they'll kind of fidget. They might even cry and you take your finger off and they stop crying. You put your finger back on and they start crying. Yeah. It's like, wow, yeah. that's that the baby's telling you that that's it. Yeah. So it, yeah, I think for the, for the chiropractic students, one of the most valuable things that, that I ever had as a young doctor was that I had kids. When Blaine and I got married, we had kids fairly early actually within our first year of school we ended up having Keegan and I had Keegan as my guinea pig pretty much to just practice palpating because you don't you know when doctors are going through chiropractic school they don't have a lot of practice all the time to be able to really feel a baby's spine and understand what's normal what's not normal and so for me it was really valuable to have uh, my kids to be able to even just palpate on and feel what their spine should feel like so when their spines are normal um, you know, I know what it feels like, and then when I see patients and their their baby's spines are not normal, there's a problem there. It's really easy to spot. But like mm-hmm. you said, just being able to hunt and and poke through with your finger real gently, and they will. They'll they just jump, jump away from that pain, just like we would. If it mm-hmm. Hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's but it's a little more dramatic with the baby. You know, like mm-hmm. when you sit there and palpate an adult, for instance, is it sore there? And unless it's really sore, they might jump a little bit. But a baby, they'll really mm-hmm. kind of do a, a major flinch you yeah. know, type of a thing. But then, yeah. you know, our kids don't realize um, how blessed they are to grow up in a chiropractic home. You know, I can think of a number of examples through the years, like one of our kids, he, in the middle of the night, came down and he was his heart could hardly breathe. And he, I suppose he was like three years old and he was like, <gasps> I couldn't hardly breathe, you know. And uh, he'd just gotten out of the crib maybe six months or a year at the most, and it came down, and it's 
it's like trying to think of what to do, what's going on, and finally your your mind finally clears up. Oh yeah, I better check his spine. Yeah, once you wake up and you <laughs> yeah. can open your eyes. And you know we adjusted his upper dorsal, something in the upper dorsal, and and it was pretty obvious. I, I I'm sure I got out of scope, but I just kind of started palpating, and something was really sore that had never really been sore on him before. Mm. And who knows what he was doing that day? Maybe he was tumbling or wrestling around or whatever. His older brothers probably mm. roughed him up. <laughs> but adjusted that, and I mean, it was within just a few minutes he was breathing normal and he slept through the night and never had a problem with it again. Mm. And you just think most families, what would have they have gone through before they would have found that, or, or with, would they have ever found it? Yeah, and your kid wakes up in the middle of the night having trouble breathing. That's that's that brings anxiety to a parent's heart. Mm-hmm. You know, you you just what, what do we do? You know, and if you don't know anything about chiropractic, you've never experienced it. And that's not even in your on your radar. You would never think of that, and you, I mean, probably go straight to the ER or you know mm-hmm. try to do whatever you can at home, but then straight to the ER. Um, but it's true, you know, we have three kids and one kid on the way here in, in September, and the older kids now, it's kind of cool to see because they they just know, like innately, that if they have a problem, they come get checked first. Mm-hmm. Like Drake last night, it was a really late night because my kid was up he's my five-year-old and he knows if his legs start aching his left leg was kind of aching it was coming to the top of his foot his foot was really hurting and he had an earache last night so he woke up about 12 30 and he came and woke me up and was like dad can you check me I mean it was a little more dramatic than that with <laughs> with him being uh, in pain but um, so I checked him and it was way down on his tailbone um, that's the typical spot that we find when he starts having growing pains um, they're not growing pains. It's pressure on the nerves. That's why the nerves are excited so much and they start getting painful. And then something in his upper neck, it was C3. So I adjusted S5 and C3 up in the neck and he fell asleep about, honestly, about five minutes later, he was calmed down to the point where everything was feeling better. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah, woke, woke up this morning and went and looked out on the couch and he was dead asleep with you know and and he never had it uh, never let it develop you know never let it grow out of place or you know where a lot of parents you know they've come in and they've had the problem with the kid and they're only four years old but they've had it since birth right and it, it takes a little bit sometimes to, to figure those out a little bit but you know thankfully he can uh, communicate and yeah. when they're a baby you know, what would he do if he had that leg pain? Would he just cry? Would he, you know, what would he do? And it's, it's amazing sometimes kids adapt just like we all adapt, but sometimes the parents come in and, well, my kid's almost two and they're not walking. Yeah. And uh, you start checking things out and they got something locked up in their pelvis and they're not saying my hip hurts, right. you know, and it's like, oh, you know, or even younger than that, sometimes they'll come in and the kid doesn't crawl. Yeah. And uh, you, you sit there. I had there. one of those last week. Did you? Actually, yeah. It was yeah. A, a, she was in for the second time um, yesterday. And uh, she said, you know, it's weird. Ever since you adjusted him the first time, he's like, he's crawling around like crazy. And he just didn't seem like he, it seemed like he had the urge to, but he would never really do it. Like they'll scoot around on their butt yeah, or something Yeah, but he like would that. never, he'd be on his tummy and you could tell he wanted to crawl and start moving, but he would just never do it. And, he, I mean, he just, after clearing those subluxations, it was one in his middle back, one in his low back, and then there was one, I think, at the base of his neck. He was moving all, she was like, he was all over the place. And if they're uncomfortable, I mean, 
if I'm in pain, I don't want to move in certain directions, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and babies can't tell you. I had another one a few weeks ago where he was, I'm trying to think of how old he was, maybe like three months old. And uh, he was, he would hold his arm way back, like his wrist and elbow back behind his, his shoulder, especially when they pick him up, he'd kind of hold his arm back. And she was like, is that normal? And I go, well, it doesn't look normal. It just kind of, something's off. And so I usually with the shoulder or the arm, you usually check something in the neck because the neck has the nerves that go out into the arm. So typically we'll fix more arm issues with a neck adjustment than an actual shoulder, especially with a baby. They don't have a whole lot of mm-hmm. trauma to that. But sure enough, we I had checked and adjusted a few things in his neck and nothing changed. And so over the course of the month, finally then I ended up checking his arm and sure enough, the shoulder was really locked up. And so I, I set him in my lap and I pulled his shoulder back into the joint and it was just a little tiny little click and he didn't whimper or whine or anything. It was like nothing even happened. And all of a sudden I rechecked and took his arm and he could move it up above his head, which he couldn't do before. And he he could move it all directions. And then we, we gave him to the mom and she kind of held him for a little bit and would pick him up and the arm was just hanging like normal. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. But you but just you think, have to be thinking you, they don't they can't tell you something's wrong. Right. And you think about the mechanism, how many times do you pick kids up by their hands and, and stuff or, or maybe he was breached and they pulled him out by his yeah. arm, you know, it, who knows. And that was one thing that was kind of amazing to me. I always thought C sections weren't that hard on him and I saw a video one time on YouTube or whatever and they were doing a C section, the doctor was actually up on top of the table pulling with all of his strength to get that baby out in a mm. C section. Oh. And um, so, you know, even those... Pulling are, on the arms or the head? Well, I don't know what he was pulling on, but he, they were showing him, and they didn't, you couldn't see the baby or anything, but they were pulling. So I don't know if the baby was breech or, yeah. or what, yeah. but they were pulling, and I was surprised There's at a that. Lot of, a lot of trauma that they go through. So that's, that's why we, we really are passionate about checking kids so young. And we'll, we'll have some people that will actually come by that day that they're born and and get their babies checked because they understand the concept that this is a whole new environment for this baby and the only thing helping this baby adapt to this new environment is their nerve system and if their nerve system isn't clear meaning it's not communicating the way it's supposed to because something's misaligned in their neck or their low back or their mid back they're not going to adapt and thrive like Mm -hmm. they would if it was completely clear and you and you lose time you lose development you lose lose um for every day that a subluxation is there in a baby, you lose a little bit of possible growth, possible adaptation. I mean, it just limits them a little bit. And so you wonder, you know, we've all adjusted all of our kids at age one day or two days or whatever it is. And you just wonder if our kids weren't adjusted until a year old, mm-hmm. if what difference that would have made in their immune strength or their whatever, their development. and. I mean, that's a study that can't be done because right. you can't go back with people. But um, you just wonder on some of those those kids how well their mind develops, how well their bodies develop, and, and that kind of thing, if they're under chiropractic care right away yeah. versus not. And maybe someday we'll see those studies because there is mm-hmm. more and more research coming out on chiropractic. But they, they already test all those benchmarks. You know, the well baby visits, they're looking at all those benchmarks to see if those the babies are hitting their benchmarks and if they're not you know they they prescribe different types of therapies and this and that but you know they, they don't really think about clearing the nerve system and, mm-hmm. and chiropractic that's mm-hmm. not on the radar so this is something we really want to try and get more um, awareness about because we want kids to to start off life with the best possible um, 
chance that they can to develop and, and thrive in the new environment that they're in. We want we want to grow healthy kids. And so if this is something that resonates with you, you know, we want to try and encourage you to have your kids checked by a chiropractor, a specific Gonstead chiropractor, um, if you had to choose one. Because mm-hmm. you need to have a system. You need to be specific with what you're doing or you're just not going to get the results. So That's especially true with little kids. Mm-hmm. Those vertebrae are so tiny. You have to have a tiny contact. Because if you have too broad of a contact, you're moving three, four vertebrae. Right. Yep. So you got to be very, very exact. So make sure to like, share, and, and comment if you have questions that uh, we could answer on a future podcast. But, uh, yeah, we look forward to um, putting more content out there, and we're, we're thankful that uh, you guys are listening. So this is Dr. Tyler Hackbart. And Dr. Daryl Hackbart. Bringing you the Gonstead Chiropractic and Wellness Principles so you can live the best life possible. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.